Hey everyone, I'm AudioNerd64. And I'm Bing Nkrumah. And we are your gamer friends. Your gamer friends. Hard long time. That's one way to ring in the new year is stepping on my line. <laughs> you do these pauses and people don't know when you're going to say the next word. So I have oh, to excuse step me. Sometimes. It's cued in with the music. <laughs> you know this. Just because it's not playing right now doesn't mean that, you know, it's perfectly placed every time. Every time. Ooh, you're right. Okay. Sorry. My bad. Mm. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Yay. So we're going to talk about some games. We are. Just from games last year. from last year. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's it. It's going to be short. It's going to be sweet. You know, people are chilling. I want to chill. Yes. So. Take this last day and milk it. Exactly. For all that it's worth. <laughs> As I don't have real <laughs> obligations still for the next few weeks. But it's fine. <laughs> I work. I work. So, yeah, we're just going to get into some Game of the Year discussions. We're going to do our top three. Starting from the bottom, Big Nick made a comment about starting from number one first earlier. I just didn't. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I thought your number three was your number one. Oh. Yes. Really? Yes. Why would I pick that? Okay. I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So uh, I also want to talk about two uh, honorable mentions. Oh, is that, I didn't realize. Yeah. I, I want to add two honorable mentions. Do you want to add the honorable mentions now, or do you want to do it at the end? No, right now. Right now. We're okay. going to start with the honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. So, first of all, let me say that I probably have put more time into Destiny 2's Forsaken and subsequent DLC uh, than I have in any other game this year. Um, it is a time suck, and <laughs> I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It is not in my top three of the year. <gasps> Only because I think in terms of how I'm judging the games, it really does not fit into that category. It is more a social game for me. I think if none of my friends played it, I would play very minimally because I am interested in the story, but that's not the primary motivator for me playing. I love the gameplay. I love the gunplay specifically. Are social games, are social games not allowed? To be in the top, they're totally allowed to be in the top. It's just Are you that hating on Fortnite. It's just that I think this year there were other things that were better than Destiny Two, even though Destiny Two is probably like my favorite thing okay. of the year. Okay. Okay. So yeah, fair enough. I'm treating this more like the best as opposed to my fave. That's interesting. Okay. Although the I, best is probably very close to my fave. Right. I mean, you know, there's there's some bias here, as there is in everything. I hate when people are like, you're biased. Everyone is right. biased. So the other honorable mention I want to say, uh, and maybe this is obvious, is Super Smash. I've been playing a ton of Super Smash. And it's kind of the same thing. Like, Super Smash is never going to be the best game of the year. Because even though the formula that it executes perfectly is forever fun and you can keep going back to it forever and ever and ever as an experience it is like you know what it is yeah you know it's funny i i'm gonna bring this up later but smash almost made my list which i found very interesting almost it just seems very much to me a favorite kind of game and not a best kind of game yeah, i can agree with that for well obviously because it did make my top three so yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but I don't yeah, know why I made that noise. do you have any do you have any honorable <laughs> mentions that you in, that fit in that category of things you play that you really really liked but not the best? Um, no, no, no. I can't really I can't really think of anything. I mean, we played a lot of really great games this year too, like a lot of indie stuff. Yeah. Um, a way out was really good. Yeah, that was really good. But I think you know, and this is this is our triple A list of games. As well, I don't think it's fair to like you know compare titles that are made from you know small teams, not a lot of money, to you know multi million dollar. I don't know. Celeste got uh, Game of the Year nod at the Game Awards. Really? Yeah. Hmm. 
Hmm. It was up against AAA heavy hitters. It is also today free on Xbox Games with Gold. Oh, good to know. I hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. No, I guess it's it's a good thing. It is a good thing. I understand what you mean. It's just kind of hard to compare the two. Just even if you do compare the two, God of War is going to win, unless right. the aesthetic that you're going for is like what Celeste is going for. But yeah. I think objectively, if you're going to compare graphics. You know, like I mean, yeah, I, mean, like I think so much of like the, comparison. yeah, so much of the, like the, the things that we like about our games of the year are just, we, it's just money is what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I think, you know, for, for certain games, if they can like break that, that's cool. But yeah, I mean, we also play like indie games at like such different levels of development. So I don't think it would be fair to like rank them in that way, you know? Well, let's stop teasing what isn't, is not gonna make it that's true and talk about what's on it so what is your third place runner-up third place forza horizon four shocking to me you know it's interesting that you say that i feel like i haven't seen any racing or really even sports games in any top 10 lists i i think it was a solid solid release i really do why does it surprise you well because you love it so much. I figured that it would be your your game of the year. You put the most oh. time into it. That's right. I did. I have already spent. It. I am. I've already spent more time playing Forza within the time that it's come out than I've played Horizon 3 of all time, which is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I got the year-end thing from Xbox. It was like, you spent all these hours, you fucking loser. Like, Thanks. I think your like favorite verse best uh, comment applies here, but with Forza, I do think it was a solid release. Case in point, the graphics, beautiful, so beautiful. They are really nice. I just feel like I'm actually driving the cars that <laughs> you know I'll never be able to afford. I've seen it on my 4K TV, and it looks it's gorgeous. Very good. It's absolutely gorgeous. Miles ahead of what they did in. Horizon 3, which already looked great. The sound design in this game is amazing. I just, I still get chills when I hear the pebbles against the car. It just... Can't confirm that you talk about this a lot. I I do talk about it maybe more so (laughs) than your average gamer, but it just, it's that level of detail that is just like, yes. Ugh, I absolutely love it. Um, You know, and I think, honestly, I the reason why I picked this game is because they just improved it. An already great game by leaps and bounds. Honestly. The music, beautiful. I get Kendrick and I get Big Frida in the same playlist. And mm. all the other playlists are really fucking good. I feel like in Horizon 3, the music was like kind of corny and stale. And like there wasn't as much of it. So I'd just be like, yo, I got to put on the Spotify. I can't really fuck with what's going on here. It's just, it's too much. It's too boring. Blah, blah, blah. This time around, Spotify who? <laughs> I don't know her. It's just really good. It ugh, They just, they really up their game, pun intended, on the music. It just feels great driving with it. How it like lands when you like are coming out of a menu and starting the race and all that kind of stuff. It just like, it just fits so well. And I think it adds a lot to the experience this time. I feel like the music is not just like, oh, here's this random radio station that's playing in the background. It's like a part of like all the hype. Hmm. And the drive that goes into it. And they just did a really good job with it. Interesting. It's beautiful. And I think one thing I always liked about Forza, but I think is also really apparent this time around, is that it is a game for everyone. Like, I like to play with, you know, a certain, like, level of difficulty. I like to make the, you know, the game harder for myself. But you could also make it more of an arcade thing than like a simulation thing right and like everyone fits in together and it rewards all types of racing so if you like to crash and like tear shit up points you like to drive around real clean points you know you're doing all the drifting and the turns and da 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 points chris hardwick is garbage he's garbage and i'm sorry that i referenced i'm sorry i referenced him i did what it was unintentional what reference to Chris Hardwick? You know, the the that midnight show where he was like, points to everyone. You ever watched it? No. What? 
<laughs> oh, you never just been bored and just had Comedy Central on at midnight. And you're like, oh, let's just watch these semi-funny people. <laughs> Literally never. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's a good thing it doesn't exist anymore. If I was bored at midnight, I would go to YouTube. Oh, no, I was not. No, I would. Yeah, no. Anyway, he's a piece of shit. Um, but yeah, like every person that plays the game, you are constantly leveling up. You're constantly progressing. And I think that's that's beautiful. It's not it's a game where like anyone can sort of do what they want and also progress and get better when they want to, how they want to. Um and also I feel like the game like the multiplayer really, you know, rounds out the gameplay in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. I do like the idea of like the sort of destiny you have to like find six people to do like all the team adventure stuff and like do ranked team adventure stuff. But and this is why it's number three. It also, I think, is his weakness because unlike Destiny, everyone has like the same sort of goal. Like, you know, all the six people are like, all right, we're going to get the raid done so we can all do the raid. But so I found in Forza, people play the game for really different reasons. Mm. So like um, I'm on like the Reddit Discord for Forza and then I got check all like the looking for group things every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And people just like play or want to do things for different reasons. Some people just like to just cruise around or some people like to role play like uh, cops and civs. And then there's some people who do want to do the ranked adventures and stuff like that. But so it's like this gameplay system kind of only um, benefits. It doesn't channel that energy. Right. It only benefits like one type of person or one type of player. But the people who play for as a play it for so many different types of reasons, unlike Destiny. So I don't know if it, like, works all the time. And I miss the sort of, like, just being able to go into races solo and things like that. Like, you're all, like, all the... If you want to just race by yourself and you don't have six people, you can do unranked team adventure. And that's, like, you know, your usual, like, racing and playground games and blah, blah, blah. But you always are doing stuff as a team. Got it. So I think a lot of games suffer from this. There just needs to be matchmaking built in and there needs to be an option to play by yourself yeah you're comparing it to destiny and i think there's an additional destiny comparison which is there are certain activities you want to do by yourself right and you cannot do them by yourself uh it's it's not possible to guarantee so the best way to do it is actually to find people to play with who are willing to just go in and kind of like put a rubber band on their controller and just run around in circles so that you can (laughs) do everything by yourself. It's not even fair because the activity gets harder the more people that are in it. Ah, okay. Yeah. Is there something like that where there are harder races the more people are playing? Does it even work like that? No, it just works at, like, who you're, you're competing with people for, like, a ranked spot. So, like, you know, if you can get your six people to make a group, I actually, I haven't been able to even do it yet because I can't find six people or five other people. So I don't even don't even really know how that mechanic fully works, hmm. if I'm being completely honest. But I haven't even been able to explore it because when I like, you know, like I have a few, we have a few people like, you know, George and Jack who do enjoy Forza and I can do stuff with them just like, you know, separately. But, you know, that's only three people. I have to find two more. And then I have to find a time that all six... You know, it's like all the problems with doing a raid in Destiny. So hopefully, like, I'll be able to... I have a little bit of time. So maybe I can, like, find some people to play with and actually explore that mechanic. But it is, for me, you know, extremely difficult to get into. As a more, we'll say, uh, slightly above casual... casual. No, I mean, I think I spend too much time in the game to, like, consider myself a casual player. Got it. But, you know, I'm not, like, hardcore enough. I feel you. That I have, like, a team. So. But, yeah, and honestly, you know, when I was saying, what you were saying earlier with Ultimate, Ultimate would have taken my third slot if it, if I thought it progressed in the same way that I thought Forza did. Like, yes, Ultimate is miles more fun than it was to play Brawl. But I don't know. I just, Forza just really did the damn thing, like, really fucking well and really expanded on itself in a lot of ways. And I'm upset that I did not see it in more general top games of the year. I just saw it in, like, the sports category or the racing category. I'm like, racing category, what else came out this year that anyone gave a fuck about? The Crew (laughs) 2? No competition. I don't think anyone cared about that. I didn't. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) 
Ubisoft just can't make car physics? I don't know. I uh, it. I think because Forza's driving is so fucking good, no matter if you're driving it on, like, the easier, quote-unquote, uh, arcade level or, like, the harder simulation level, it's just always fun. And I found the Crew 2 to not be as fun, at least off at the jump. I saw people, like, streaming it, and it looked like they were having a lot of fun. It wasn't my experience, so. Yeah. Oh, well. Rip the crew too. So yeah, that's my number three. What's yours? Um, my number three is Spider Man. Spider Man. I hate that. <laughs> Here's the thing. I feel like we've gotten a lot of incredible Spider Man content this year. Yeah, Avengers had a lot of great Spider Man moments. Yes. We got Iron Spider on film. Who would ever thought? Even if it was only defensive and not really it's part fine. of the battle. Wouldn't very he, much. The unsnapping. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's what I want to call that. The sure. <laughs> and it's then funny. he died. Um <sighs> R.I.P. Spider-Man. Um, and then we get this wonderful game. And yes. it's followed up by an incredible animated film. Again. <laughs> and that's a spoiler, mister. With all of the spider person stuff going on this year, I found all of it to be relevant and all of it to be really, really good and not very much in competition with one another. Mm. I will say that the game and the animated film have a lot more in common in terms of building a universe that is expansive and includes a lot of the farther reaches of Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. And I loved that about the game in particular Mm. because it really seemed like it was allowing itself room to grow while also not shackling itself to the origin story uh, shenanigans. Yes, yes. It started with an adult and fully realized Spider-Man. There's a reason why you're kind of like building his moveset and his powers and stuff like that. Right. A lot of his villains are not yet, you know, are not yet fully realized, but that's Mm. part of the plot of the game is that a few villains are kind of coming to a head. And it treated them very much like comic book villains in the sense that no one is dying at the end in a way that prevents them from coming back as a villain again, uh, for the most part anyway. Uh, So you've got a lot of different things moving around where you can have new hero characters coming into the game, whether via Mm -hmm. DLC or via the main storyline of the game. And then you have all these recurring villains that can very easily come back because they were not the masterminds behind this plot. Um, But even then, there are villains that didn't pop up at all. There was no Mysterio. there um, There was no Green Goblin. There was no Carnage. They teased Venom. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they could still do. And I think even other heroes they could bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, they did also tease a like a universe out of that. Yes. they so. The Insomniac folks, uh, when the reception was as positive as it was, you know, really teased a, a larger universe. And I think there's a lot of room for a lot of stuff. And... Mm-hmm. The best thing about that is that they are not tied to any of it. <laughs> like, right. they yeah. could do whatever they wanted to do, and we would be, you know, really happy to have it. Right. I feel like they just needed to prove that they were able to take over the reins of yeah. the Spider Man franchise. And I mean, that's like what, you know, made Arkham so great that it wasn't tied to any of the movies. They just yes. were allowed to just do whatever the fuck they wanted, and that's what they did. And that, that was great. Arkham was great. And that's actually another point of mine is that I think this is kind of like the Apple game of the year in the sense that it did not invent any of the things that it did, but it perfected all of the things that it stole. (laughs) (laughs) All the people listening to us on Google Podcasts and SoundCloud are very (laughs) happy to hear you say that. Oh, man. (laughs) I I cannot help but compare it to Arkham's, you know, fighting style. Yeah. It is very reminiscent of 
the Arkham Batman games, but it is also reminiscent of all the old Spider-Man games. Yes. It is a really good mix of the two, I think. Um, And the swinging, it's very much like Spider-Man 2, but it's better than Spider-Man 2. There's different things that they, you know, kind of finessed in there to allow you to move a little bit more uh, speedily, stealthily. I think the fact that you can web into combat and then, like, swing right back out again, the seamlessness of the universe, Mm -hmm. um, were all just really incredible perks. And I think that more than anything, this game is just an achievement and, and goes to show what you can do with an older formula in a newer context. Uh, because this yeah. is kind of the the knock that I have and why it's number three, but also one of the things that I admire about it, the boss fights, upon playing it twice now, mm-hmm. um, the boss fights are, they definitely do get stale and it's very much a case of you need to do this one specific thing the way that we want you to do it because otherwise our cinematics won't really work. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think that's fine. It's the way that the older games were. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, not everything can be a open world kind of experience where everything is how you make it. Uh, I think part of good level design is having a specific way for things to go. Um, the trick right. is making you believe that you're doing it your way. You lose your choice. snatch. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and there's not really that when it comes to the boss fights. When it okay. comes to the fighting in general, I think that that's one of the biggest things about this game that's a big plus is that mm-hmm. you can you know, play a completely different way. You play very differently than I play. Yes. <laughs> I do. It's very weird. So, like, <laughs> see that? You yeah. know? And and I think that's great. But when it comes to the boss fights, we are doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, and so I think that there's something to be said about the way that they pulled that off to not make it bad. But right. I, I do think that there could be some more innovation there that happens. Um, and I think... More than anything, what kind of put this in the category of great games is just the little things. Like, all the attention to detail with regard to the suits. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to talk about the suit controversy, um, but I I think there's something to be said about Insomniac's role and presence in that whole thing and how it did not become a massive bullshit scandal, kind of like the puddles turned into. Um, (laughs) I don't know if that turned into a scandal. People were really upset. I thought it was funny. I mean, it was funny, but people were legitimately, like, pissed. Well, so it was the Raimi army, and they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, well, anyway, um, just the fact that they put that much time and and detail into making little things about the Spider-Man universe correct. Also, just down to the fact that he kind of spoke with labored breathing if he was on the phone while he was in his suit. Yeah. Just that kind of stuff is just, ugh, love it. It's just so good. Beautiful. So that's my number three. All right. Okay, so let's move on. Now our number two runners up. Number two, Red Dead Redemption 2. Wow. I know. Not number one. Look, we do things differently. Differently. <laughs> hey, friends. Okay. <laughs> so what did you do differently to come to this uh, conclusion? So I'm going to start again with what I loved about it. The cinematicness of it. The graphics. Breathtakingly beautiful. Breathtaking. They looked really fucking good. They're incredible. They're incredible. And you can really tell that people spent over 100 hours during the week working on them, right? (laughs) The music. Breathtaking. It was beautiful. Mm. Did you hear the D'Angelo piece? Um, Yes, I know that black people invented all music. Black people invented all music and the D'Angelo... I'm just going to play a few seconds. It is so fucking... Guys! Picnic, did you hear that? What? Did you hear? Did you hear that? No. 
I think there are greens cooking in your kitchen right now. Oh. <laughs> I know we reserve that only for Anthony Hamilton, but D'Angelo deserves. Yeah. Anthony Hamilton is probably a little mad. <laughs> He's probably mad that he didn't get called in. No, it's okay. But man, I mean, the music was great. And, and you know, there's like all these cinematic, it really just helps tie together the cinematicness, this artfulness of the game. I really appreciate how they let you, you know, how they have you just sit down and be like, you're going to listen to this conversation between these old people. <laughs> and it's a no lot of choice. really great commentary. It's a lot of really great commentary. I think it really just puts you into the world so well. And like, I didn't mind it. At first I was like, God, I can't skip this shit. I just want to go shoot some people. I'm a cowboy. But I, I appreciate them slowing us down as mm-hmm. players. Because, you know, they, you know, that doesn't happen a lot without some friction. And I think they handled that also really well. And even just, like, the little silly in-between moments of you just, like, partying with the crew or, you know, just riding around. Giddy up, cowboy. It's just, it's just great. It's just great. I loved it. And you can tell... With through all these elements, you know, that someone spent over 100 hours <laughs> per week on the game. I'm glad that you're not worrying about that. No, absolutely not. You know, but maybe I am. And that honestly is why I can't give it the number one slot. Oh, it would be number one if not for the If Homeboy didn't go, he, because he, you know, he really said it with his chest. <laughs> He was like, oh, I'm getting interviewed. Let me just volunteer this information. By the way, my employees work in a really toxic culture, and I'm (laughs) super proud of it. Dude, like, come on. It it, was a lot. It it was a lot. It's just pathetic. I just couldn't. This game honestly could have came out next year. As long as it wasn't coming out with Cyberpunk 2077, it probably would have been on everybody's top 10 list no matter what year it came out, okay? Yeah. I mean... They they just did not have to do it. It's true. They did not have to do it. It's true. It improved upon the formula from the first Red Dead tenfold. I feel like if I were to play the original Red Dead right now, I'd be like, wow, am I playing Pong right now? <laughs> That's how good it is. And yet, I can't put it. I can't do it. Hmm. I can't do it. It's just uh, they, they, a step too far. It's a step too far. I I feel bad playing this game <laughs> all the time. I'm like, wow, I am really enjoying all the 100-hour work weeks that all these people had to put into this game. And it sucks because it's amazing. It is so God, and it's like one of those like slow burner games for me that I'm just like, I'm going to spend the better part of a year just playing it and chipping away at, you know, my progression, which I don't care about. I think those are like, that's great. If you can get people to keep playing your game like that, you've won. I think that's why like Fortnite won this year. Like they did not, it's not just like some flash in the pan battle royale mode. They made a game that people are keep coming back to and whether that's through innovating, continually innovating, or just having it in the sort of how the story is told, you know, from the jump. Either way, I think, you know, those tend to be the best games. And they are. Red Dead 2, on top. For most people, Fortnite, on top. Not for me. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, I got to hand it to them. And, but not too much. They get, like, a pinky. They're like, good job. Treat your employees better, you fucks. So, yeah, I beautiful. So really beautiful. tried to get into it. I played it. I, I, I will. I will get through it in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I I need to do it before Anthem comes out. But I did I shade Anthem yet this episode? <laughs> no, we'll we'll get to that. But I <laughs> really just was so bored at the beginning and I everyone says the same thing like you have to get past it, you have to get past it and for me when I'm coming up with a like a, a top whatever list if I have no interest in getting to the good stuff because of how <laughs> bored I am with the beginning then 
regardless of how I feel about it after the entire experience is over, I feel like, you know, the enthusiasm that I'm coming with this top three right. is, <laughs> with is like, I, yeah, I, that can't be a caveat in one of my, you know, top games of, of the year. So but you see, I don't, I like, I love a good story. I mean, obviously Mass Effect is my favorite franchise of all time. So I can deal with some exposition, you know? Um, but I feel you. And I, my top three list is not going to be your top three list, right? It's not going to be Tim's top three list. It's not going to be Jen's top three. You know, it's fine. We can all be different. We can. We can. Yeah. I mean, Red Dead would definitely be up there for me. If I had a fourth and fifth slot, mm, yes, my mean, honorable mentions might, might switch up. Okay, and, fair enough. And Red Dead and Detroit Become Human might jump in there somewhere. Anyway. Jumped out. For my number two... Um, it would have to be God of War. <gasps> Pikachu face. <laughs> I know. I know. Everyone who voted in the Game Awards is very upset. Um, here's the thing. God of War is probably one of the most beautiful game experiences <laughs> I've ever had in my entire life. I shed a deer. Um, it, it brings new meaning to the words like playing a movie. Yes. So there are narrative games that I've played, and I've said this about Detroit, like it's kind of like playing a movie. That's like playing a movie, right? Okay, fine. This is like playing a film. It is... It is... That's so interesting that both of our our number twos are like... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Admittedly, Red Dead also does the same thing, but I think that God of War, for me, is different in a few major ways. Mm -hmm. Number one, just the setting of it is the perfect time for me to be thinking about it. I'm like getting, I'm I'm still young, but I'm leaving youth. (laughs) Youth is youth is on the way out. I hate it. I hate that. Leaving youth. I'm turning 30 this year. You say you're getting old, my nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling very old. I know that I'm not old. Uh But, you know, I'm feeling it. Okay. And, you know, this story is about this guy who's dealing with his child. His child gets on his last nerve. That boy. The mother is dead. And they end up being kind of forced on this journey mm-hmm. that neither of them really asked for. And I don't want to spoil it because I know that you have not experienced it yet. And I I genuinely think that it is good enough to not spoil at all. Wow. Beyond what I've already said, which, by the way, is what happens like in the first five minutes. It's it's not even... I didn't play that much at least. <laughs> I played like, a, uh, like an hour or two. Oh, okay, to, okay, okay. I got up to beating the pulp at a homeboy that, that didn't feel no pain. Got it. That guy. I don't remember his name, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, not Greek. Uh, Norse. Norse mythology. It's a little rusty. Yes. So rusty, I didn't even remember which mythology. So, Newton's that's another Greek. thing. I don't feel like we have a lot of representations of Norse mythology, and I'm not talking about Thor. Yeah, that don't count. Um, it doesn't <laughs> does count, count because... It is, you know, it's not the same. No. And even though there are some mythological beings referenced mm-hmm. in, you know, the Thor stuff from Marvel, it's it's different. Like, yeah. the idea of there being trolls under bridges and stuff like that is not something that, you know, I associate with Marvel's Thor. And, you know, no, that's just... one of the first boss fights in God of War yeah. is that you come upon this troll uh, after your son successfully shoots a deer that you are tracking in the forest, which is kind of a test for whether or not your son is even, you know, going to be capable of, you know, tagging along with you. Um, and it's just the 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 setting of it, that the backdrop of it is about this father-son relationship. It was just like what I wanted. <laughs> it was like, it was something that I have not experienced really in a game before um, in Mm -hmm. that way. Like I've definitely played parents who are desperate to get back to their children or in some way their child is 
you know, in danger or whatever. And so you're fighting on their behalf or something like that. Mm -hmm. But to actually kind of have your child be the NPC that's tagging along with you, that felt very different. Mm. Um, And not in a Detroit kind of way, because I know that that happens a little bit in Detroit too. Right. But but the context is so different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, This is just as much of a coming-of-age story as it is about Kratos, like, murdering his way through the Norse pantheon. <laughs> and who could ask for more? Seriously, I I actually looked up a few reviews because I wanted to see how much cursing would be in it um, to see whether or not I could play it, like, on the big screen at my parents' TV because I was playing it over the Christmas holiday. I mean, wasn't it violent enough for you to not do that? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like most Americans, my parents are fine with violence. Ah, right. It's, it's the, the language. And the sex. <laughs> yeah. The sex. And a lot of the parent like review organizations were like, this game is actually totally fine for you to play with your kid. There's a few bad words, but like it's not through it's not <laughs> I mean, you know, the parent organizations were like, ah oh, yeah. He totally just like crushes yeah. someone's skull in, but uh, little Junior's gonna be fine. It's wild to see the comments on those websites about this game. Anyway. <laughs> um it it is just it does it did a lot for me in the journey that I'm on in my own life right now, and I just really appreciated it as you know a piece of art having something to say. Mm. Um, the combat in the game is thrilling. It's you know again kind of a throwback to more classic uh, modes. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not you know a shooter, and there's a lot of like kind of mob wave type things that are happening, but mm. it it felt a lot like Spider-Man in that way to me. I will say in to tie up the Thor comparisons, throwing that axe is like proof of concept. Like Thor game confirmed. All you need to do is take <laughs> the, what Kratos does and change the animation a little bit and you have Thor. Yeah. So let's make a Thor some hair. game. Uh, Anthem is proof of concept for an Iron Man game. Like, let's let's find out that all these studios are secretly working on like an Avengers Assemble <laughs> video game, and they were all tasked with like one character, and they had to make prototype video games <laughs> That's for, for their character. Right now. <laughs> oh, oh, that would be very funny. Um, anyway, it's just it's a, it's so much fun, and I love how they made the axe more than just a tool. In the battlefield, you know, you're using it to solve puzzles. You're using it to um, get around the world in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really fun. Um, and the world itself, I I kind of expected it to be a linear game where there was not mm. an open world map where you can kind of revisit places and things and items. Uh, but it was. And that really surprised me. Uh, it's not what I was expecting going in. I knew that there was like customization stuff, but I did not think it was that deep. Um, and I'm pretty good about not spoiling myself for game stuff when I want to play it. Hmm. Um, I think the last thing I'll say about it is that um, the story that it does tell, again, no spoilers, um, is... It's just really engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, it clearly sets up where you're going in the next one um, and what you'll be doing and who your main bad guy is going to be. Uh, and I just really love that this seems to be the year of games figuring their shit out and knowing what they want to do and where they want to go and being very intentional about that. Mm. I feel like so often, frequently, we have these games that get rushed out the door and they don't really know what they are trying to be or what they want to be or where they want to go. And Red Dead and God of War and Spider-Man and Assassin's Creed and uh, even Destiny and a bunch of other other games are like being really assertive and saying, this is the direction we're moving as a franchise mm-hmm. and we're really happy if you're on board. And if you're not, then, you know, then we're not for you. And I think that's great and good for the industry to like get away from everyone having to do the same type of game <laughs> mm-hmm. because increasingly, you know, everything is destiny. And Looter shooters for everyone. Yay. Yay. And as fun as that is, they I don't love all need to. the diversity 
of other things <laughs> happening. And God of War is like the epitome of some of those other things. Word. Okay. We've okay. made it to number Uno. one. Schmitty Wern and Jagram is Magram. I remember how his name What? He was number one. I don't know what you're talking about. Did you watch SpongeBob growing up? Um, yes. Smitty Wernham Yeagerman Schneegerman. I don't, I can't remember his name fully. I am older than you, and so I watched SpongeBob at a different time, maybe. I don't know. I have, I have no clue what you're talking about. No concept. Was that, it was a hat episode, and was, he had a hat. Okay, whatever. Sorry. Anyway, number one, my. Game of the year. Yeah, I'm giving my top spot to Spider-Man. Ooh. Made it here twice. I also will say... That although we are biased is mostly Xbox players. Uh-huh. A lot of PlayStation exclusives. Three out of six? Wait, is yours? No. Oh, just oh. two. God of War and Spider-Man. <laughs> but hey, a third. And technically Spider-Man made it here twice. So half. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna I have to give him my top slot. And uh I had to hold my tongue a lot when you just talked about it. I know. As your number three. I appreciated that. I'm a professional. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me what your reasons for loving Spider-Man are. All right. So the team at Insomniac Games had a lot riding on this. Okay. We've had approximately 12 fucking years. Hmm. Of really shitty Spider-Man games. Okay. So shitty. I didn't even play most of them. Okay. I mean, why would you? Exactly. Exactly. You only have to have one shitty one to turn you off to a whole series. Exactly. And then I was, what the fuck am I going to do here? I'm not going to play these games. They're shit. Everyone's saying that they're shit. I have things to do. Got <laughs> Blessed be. 12 years. Ass games. They had to, That's a lot. It's a lot to overcome. That is a lot to overcome. And they overcame it. Not only did they overcame it, they... That doesn't sound good. (laughs) Well, because you say overcome it. Oh. Not only did they overcome it, they fucking nailed it. They did nail it. Spider-Man. Sony (laughs) Spider-Man. Sony Spider-Man. Not Marvel Spider-Man. Sony Spider-Man. Is, in my humble opinion, the best Spider-Man game to exist. I agree with that. This game is so good, so good, that I have shifted my opinion from saying that the original Spider-Man that was available on PC and PlayStation 1... Which was wrong. <laughs> all right, maybe it's, just, maybe it's nostalgia. Fine, I'll admit it now. Still, is it? This was dethroned. Also... Spider-Man 2, attached to the movie, with the pizza minigames. Definitely the best And one. the bowling, and the suits, and everything. Dethroned. Dethroned. By Sony's <laughs> Spider-Man. It's just... is I mean, the story. <laughs> Fantastic. Can we talk about how Aunt May did not let him sleep on the couch and I okay. still think about it? Aunt May was like, look, I'm so sorry you lost your apartment. <laughs> if you We like, have a couch. <laughs> My office at the homeless shelter is a fine place for you to stay. She really was not. She's like, you are too old. Couldn't be my home in Queens. She's like, <laughs> With hell, the bedroom you grew up in. Hell, we already converted that. <laughs> She's like, that is my yoga studio, workout room, library, office, sex dungeon. 
Look, I wouldn't be surprised if Aunt May was a freak. Anyway. Especially the one from the movie. Oh, from... Either one. <laughs> All of them. All the Aunt Mays Every are freaks. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to my list that you interrupted with Aunt May. Um, the story. Amazing. The music. Spectacular. The gameplay. Uncanny. I run out. Of, <laughs> now that I've run out of the adjectives that are used to describe uh, Spider Man, I think I it's uncanny you. is X Men. I know, I know. It was all great. It was all engaging and it was all fun. And I will say, even though uh, about the boss fights, and even I think just like fighting in general, I think the Arkham formula could can be really repetitive very quickly. And even just like, Especially in City. Arkham City yeah. was way worse than Arkham Asylum in yeah. terms of being repetitive. Absolutely. I just, and there was no point where I was like, wow, this game is boring. Right. Wow, I'm really bored fighting. Yeah. Wow. No, I is... was always looking for mobs. Yeah. I was like, where are the criminals? <laughs> I want to punch them and web them to walls right now. <laughs> Only if they're high up. Only if they'll certainly die. <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about that. Um, not only that, the team at Insomniac also showed so much care and love to the original source material and just to the world of Spider-Man with all the suits, the attention to detail. Astounding. Astounding. Beautiful. I have to agree. And... I feel like Asomniac also did a great job with the community. <laughs> like, there was one art developer who was just, you know, kikiing it up about shaders or shading mm-hmm. with that one person. Oh, it was so touching. It was so touching. I loved it. They, I thought the puddle thing was actually handled hilariously, both hilariously and with grace. So if we remember the controversy, people who had, like, I think it was early access to the game were saying that, like, they scaled down bodies of water, including puddles, to like make room for other shit. They said that there was a full-on graphical de-enhancement. Oh, right. Yes. So, I, whatever. I didn't see the game at first. I still don't think they would do that. It just sounds kind of... Well, no, they, they proved that they didn't do it, and they handled it really well. Now, I agree that they handled it really well. I'm saying it was a massive... Like, it was. It was. I mean, it was stupid. It was dumb. <laughs> but it was massive. And I think... Putting the puddles as stickers in the story. I yeah. thought that was hilarious. It was. It and was also it was funny. just like, fuck you, we're insomniac. And also, the latest controversy, the Raimi suit. <laughs> so now, if you if you haven't been following all the drama with Spider-Man, since oh basically God. it fucking came out, all of these, we're, they're now calling themselves the Raimi army. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not everyone, but I definitely I there's a there's a hashtag called Raimi Army. You can click it and you can see some people have been tweeting with it. I don't know if it is the entirety of the Raimi Army. It's kind of like how like I'm a Beyonce stand, but I don't use Beehive. You know, I don't use that hashtag because I don't want people in my mentions. <laughs> Good or bad. I just Please. don't ever want to talk about Beyonce like that no, like, with like random people. You're not even a stand. I don't have money to be a Beyonce stand. <laughs> 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 anyway. So the Raimi army was complaining about there not being a Raimi suit literally since before the game came out. What's right? a Raimi suit? So, oh, right, sorry. The suit from the original trilogy done by Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire, that suit. And it is iconic in its own right. And it should be in the game, right? Oh, wait. It is in the game. See, the good folks at Insomniac decided that they were going to give it to us as a Christmas present for free. If you own Spider-Man, Sony Spider-Man, you get the Raimi suit. Absolutely free. It's not DLC. It's not something you have to earn. It's just something that you get for free 99 Well, technically, you have to pay $60 for the game. But you know what I mean. It's not extra. <laughs> I didn't pay 60 It was great. I, Good for them. And, you know, and it's just sad because like there was one person about talking about it on Twitter that just was like, you know, it like sucks to see them like be like dragged about this, but they probably had to, they probably knew they were gonna have this game literally since it came out. So they had the suit in the game since it came out. And they couldn't say anything about it. Cause it was gonna be a it was gonna be a fucking Christmas present. It was a Christmas present. And the Raimi army is like, 
see, we complain about it from the jump, so it's in the game. And no, that's literally not how any of this works. Cameras are awful. I just... Th- and no, speaking of controversial things, they shouldn't have put that proposal in there. They shouldn't have. I was about to ask if you were going to include that on your list. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I didn't include it <laughs> in the in, in my uh, my little outline. But they shouldn't have done that. That being said, no developers died or lost in an insurmountable amount of sleep in the making of this game. So... That we know of. <laughs> that, we, that we know of. Lisa, yo, Lisa Sonia kept, them, kept their mouth shut, right? Um, yeah, no, I, I got to give it to Spider-Man. Beautiful game. Absolutely beautiful game. That's it. I. What else is there to say? Is there anything? Did I miss anything? Um, I don't think so. I, no, I, it's beautiful. I really... I just really loved the story so much. I felt like it was a very... A uh, relatable story uh, in the sense that Peter Parker is just always this broke, dumbass kid who's <laughs> trying to keep all these responsibilities juggled in the air. Um, and I don't know, it, it went it went to a place I didn't expect. I did not expect the Sinister Six to really be like squatted up like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, I feel like they threw you off the scent because. Um, Negative Man is not traditionally a member of the Sinister Six. So I was like, oh, Negative Man is the big bad in this game. I'm, you know, I know what's going on. And then they flip the script. No, you don't. No, you don't. Although they tell you the whole time. Like, I really love (laughs) that they fed you what the story was going to be the whole time. Mm -hmm. And you didn't realize it. So I just really love the way that they strung everything together. And uh, I, I... it would be my top pick of the year as well if I just didn't think that there were a few things that it did really well that God of War did a little bit better. Big Nick, you don't have to justify. <laughs> we don't have angry people in our mentions. That's true. We don't. We yet. don't. That's true. I guess that's, that's true. a true measure of success. Um, if you listen to the show, you can support us by being angry <laughs> Yes. In our mentions. Once we have haters, then we can talk about it all day and get a lot more fans. There we go. <laughs> Lord. Um, yeah, no, we, you don't have to sing the praises. It's okay. You already talked about it. I want to know, what is your number one? Um, well, I think by this sound, you might be able to tell. Yes, I do recognize that that theme. Hmm. Beautiful music. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful music. I, you know, I was thinking when I was saying beautiful game earlier, it does sound like I'm being <laughs> facetious. I actually do mean it. I don't mean beautiful gowns. I mean... Nah, I mean, they really put their... Yo. The soundtrack is so good. It is, they put their foot in there. They really put their foot in there. It literally just makes me want to get up and do a group dance. <laughs> And it, it, is that that's what you want, you know? Just do I, a group dance and be gay because that's what you. Those are the things that you do in true. Big Nick's number one that's choice, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Beautiful. Um, so I'm gonna keep this short and sweet because I've talked about Assassin's Creed Odyssey kind of ad nauseum um, on this podcast. Not as podcast. much as Destiny, but okay. yeah, not as much as Destiny. Whatever. <laughs> so here's the thing. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a world that I want to inhabit. It is not rigorous in the way that Red Dead Redemption 2 is. I don't have to wash my horse because my horse is a fucking Pegasus. I don't need to (laughs) hunt for food because any food items become things I can sell at a market. (laughs) You're also eating a lot of ass in that game. That's true. (laughs) That's <laughs> true. Um, I'm well fed. Um, I can't believe I said that on tape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut that. We're millennials. It's fine. Uh, true. Okay, fine. I'll leave it in. You just don't need to be burdened by like, how are you staying alive? I like, 
I love uh, that Red Dead did that, mm-hmm. and maybe it works for Red Dead. If Assassin's Creed tried to do that, <laughs> oh, that would break it would just be too much. It yeah, would be yeah, too yeah. much. Yeah. The point of the game is that I can climb up the sheer face of a side of a mountain if I want to. Mm-hmm. And if that's how I choose to get to the top, that's how I choose to get to the top. You know, I, the physics of whether or not that's humanly possible is not up for me to decide. And the game doesn't <laughs> care about that. Fair enough. And fair I'm enough. glad that the game doesn't care about it. However, that doesn't mean that the game doesn't impose some limits on you. Right. You can't just go around and, you know, do anything you want. You can't break physics completely. Uh, If you jump off the top of a mountain with a horse, unless you have a Pegasus, your horse is going to break its legs and die. Wait, the Pegasus is real? (laughs) Yeah, the Pegasus is real. (laughs) That's beautiful. Yeah. You get a Pegasus and you can jump off tall mountains and it'll kind of float you down to the bottom. Uh, So there's a lot of incentive to getting it. But anyway, um, you know, you do certain things and you are going to be punished for them. Uh, You set yourself on fire and you do not stop, drop, and roll. You're going to die. So it's not that you... It's like in real life. (laughs) It's not that there are just no real-life things going on, but it's a video game and it is trying to entertain you and be fun while it's, you know immersing you in the world. And at no point did I feel like that took me out of being these characters and, you know, being able to load in, jog or get on my horse, go to a dock, call my ship, get onto the ocean, sail to an island, a few thousand, you know, whatever units of measurement in the game exists away and, you know, get off and start a quest chain without loading a single thing. Like, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the fact that they did that on the scale, like, I am still yeah, that map is playing true. this game. I have not played it in a few weeks because I've done other things. And, you know, I wanted to make sure that I got through the main thrust of the game and, you know, got to the max level and all that shit. Like, I did all of that. Mm -hmm. But I still have so much to explore and so much to do. I've seen some critiques that the game is too big and that there are certain things that are too repetitive. And frankly, I think that that is an oxymoron. I don't think you can say that about this game because there is so much to see and do that until you do all of it, it's impossible to say how much of it is uh, replicated and copy and pasted. There are definitely like, you know, uh, shrines that have the same internal layout. Mm -hmm. So once you master the layout, yeah, you're going to run into it a few times because creating 300 individual shrines, probably not a good use of developer time. But I don't get the thing that says that nothing feels special or that different areas don't feel distinct. When I go to a new island, I feel like there's a new vibe. I feel like the vibe on Mm, the Isle of Lesbos is very different than the vibe on, um, you know, mainland Laconia. Like, Sparta feels like a unique, distinct place Mm -hmm. just as much as the random town that I don't remember that has a red lake. That red lake is a defining feature (laughs) of the town. And, you know, if you do all the side missions and stuff in a given place, you spend time there and you do get to know it. Do I know the map nearly as well as I know, like, driving around in GTA? No, Mm -hmm. I don't. But I have a horse that automatically takes me places, and I don't need to memorize it in that way. Yeah. Um, so all these things that you know I've heard some people saying are detractors, for me, are attractors because it has not artificially lengthened the amount of time I get to spend in the game. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why God of War is not my top pick is because at a certain point, there's nothing else to do in God of War. And yes, that is true for Assassin's Creed, but I'm not going to get there until late this year, like literally late this year, 2019, because I have not touched the DLC for this game. Mm-hmm. I still have not uncovered the entirety of the original map. I have side missions all over the world to still do. Like, I am going to be spending a ton of time with this, and at no point is the game artificially inflating the amount of time I spend with it. Destiny 
is the same few things over and over and over again. And those things are addictively fun because they are constructed really well. And the gunplay is really cool. And spending time with my friends is great. But it is, in a sense, an artificial uh, extension of how much time you would otherwise spend with the game. If you treat individual missions and strikes and raids and things like that as one-time experiences, you can get Destiny done in like a week. But you could not possibly do that with Assassin's Creed. <laughs> you yeah. just you just can't. And I actually think, if not for anything else, just the value of the dollar that you spend when buying this game is so it's it's worth a ton more than mm. I think it is for other games. Um, I will also say that, you know, we've already talked about the music, but, uh, just what they've achieved with blending the music as well as the extensive research they've done into the Greek culture. Um, they're planning on doing another exploration mode or adventure mode or whatever. Um, like the museum thing. Yeah. Like the museum thing in Assassin's Creed origins. They're doing that again for Odyssey. I think that's an incredible resource. We've talked about uh, that mode before, the very first episode of Gamer Friends. So I won't go into it too much um, other than to say, you know, that's going to be at least like 10 more hours of content Mm -hmm. that they're adding to the game just like purely for intellectual purposes. And so I just, I, I think it's such an achievement and I'm so glad that they're doubling down on a lot of the things that their core fan base were maybe not that happy about. Mm-hmm. They're evolving the franchise. And as far as I'm concerned, Origins was a reboot. And Assassin's Creed Odyssey is the like incredible Spider-Man 2 follow-up <laughs> to Origins. It just improved on Origins in every single way. Um, I don't think there's a single thing that I prefer about Origins in terms of gameplay. Obviously, I miss the setting. Like, I love just playing and being around black people (laughs) in ancient Egypt. Like, that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've gotten a new word for fuck, Malacca. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or one that already existed, just like, we didn't know about it. You know what I'm talking about in terms of the game. Like, they, everything is in English except for certain Greek words. Got it. And they never, they always say Malacca instead of fuck. <laughs> um, I want to Malacca you. I don't think it, that's how it works. No, I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, although I was doing plenty of that around There's a lot the of Greek, Malacca. The Greek being. world. Um, one of the famous now side missions that I have not yet gotten to is the one where it's potentially possible, I think. I don't know for sure because I'm not spoiled, but I think you can like, do something in such a way that you have a threesome with this couple. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's on an island that I just got to. So I'm uh, very excited about that. See, even at the end of the year, so much to look forward to. Yes, so much <laughs> to look forward to. It's just a solid game. It has solid combat. It has a solid progression system. There's a ton of different mechanics going on. It's like you're playing part detective in certain ways. Um, it's just... It's so worth the money. You're spending so much time and energy in this world that I just keep wanting to come back to. Mm. Um, And I am incredibly excited to keep playing this game and for them to keep coming out with DLC content and to really see how the game stays alive over the course of the next year because no more Assassin's Creed until 2020 at the earliest. That's right. So we'll probably get an announcement this year about what next year's game is going to be. Right. Uh, But I wouldn't expect it until the fall. I would be very surprised if we get an E3 uh, announcement for the next Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. Either way, that is definitely my game of the year. Uh, Almost too much to do would be the hashtag (laughs) um, that I would put on that. Just an incredible, incredible game, visually, audibly, in terms of how you approach the game, how you play it. Everything is pitch perfect. If you're a single-player aficionado and you have not played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, do yourself a favor. Pick it up. Yes. Agreed. Well. So the last thing I want to do really quick is just preview 2019. I'm just going to shout out what my top three most anticipated games of 2019, and then I'll ask you to do the same. Okay. Okay. So what are yours? 
So, number one, The Division 2. Yes! I'm very excited. I have not been more excited for a game ever. I just yelled into the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, very, very, very excited to see um, what happens with The Division 2. Anthem, uh, believe it or not. <laughs> I don't believe it. On my list. I didn't even think you were going to be a part of my fire team. What? I didn't think you were going to play it. I thought I had to like, you know. No, I'm going to play it. I might not buy it. <laughs> I might let you buy it. <laughs> You're so full of <laughs> Oh my God. Um, I guess that works out. I know you're going to buy this season, whatever, for Division 2. So. And then finally, Gears 5. Uh, before Destiny came out, Gears of War was my favorite game franchise. That's right. Um, and I just have a lot of love in my heart for it. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of where they're going, just because I like the original trio and still cry about Dom. But um, <laughs> I've never played a Gears of War game. <laughs> oh my god! I know. I anyway, know. Gears of War Five is coming out. I'm very excited about that. Um, what are your top three most anticipated games of 2019, audio nerd? Um, I also am going to say Division 2. Okay. Because, you know, I wasn't really into Division when I when it first came out, like when y'all were playing really? it. I was late, but I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Especially the end game. So I just get through the campaign just for the end game stuff. I mean, fair enough. But, I mean, not that the campaign was, like, boring either. Mars was hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. Someone does not understand what a cover shooter is. Not at first. <laughs> I was like, why am I getting killed so easily? It's like real life. Um, also, Anthem. I'm excited to get to the demo later this month. Yeah. I'm really upset with how they like rolled out all of this shit. Um, to be quite honest, I'm still mad about them crying on stage talking about how hard it is to make games. Uh, what was that, 83? No, EA Play, right? Yes. Still very upset about that. Um, a mess. Yeah, a complete mess. But I'm excited to just play this damn game. Um, and I think I'm going to give my third slot to Slim Sanity. I'm like, I'm oh. really ready to play that. I'm really ready to buy it. We played it a lot, a good amount. Um, I'm ready to convince all of our friends to play it. That's that's, that's what's going to be fun. I don't think it's going to be that hard. I'm going to just be like, yo. Trust us. <laughs> we host a gaming podcast. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about how great it is, right? I'm just excited. I'm ex- I'm ready to just like own it on my console. Word. Well, I think that does it. I think that this is a great start slash awesome finish to years, both 2018 and 2019. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say that was a show. That was a show? That was a show. A show. Rate, review, subscribe on your platform of choice. Tell a friend. Uh, and yeah, keep keep listening. We got some great shit happening this upcoming year. Very cool shit. Very cool shit. That's, yeah. So we'll see y'all in... Two weeks? Two weeks. Deuces. Bye. Spider-Man. Maybe something from the soundtrack. I hate how those beeps also <laughs> were in time. They I hate though. I hated that. It was really hated, good. Hated it.